was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Mustard Seed Faith. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Teach of the Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter and the 6th verse. Luke chapter 17 and verse 6. The Bible says, and Jesus is speaking, and the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Today we're going to talk about the mustard seed. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about mustard seed faith. It's not the size of the seed that the emphasis is put upon. It's the substance in the seed. Say that back to me. It's not the size of the seed. It's the substance in the seed. You see, the mustard seed is the smallest of all seed. But when it is sown, it grows into a very large tree. I like to every now and then revisit, you know, I've told you down through the years, I'll be back. I like to revisit things that have been spoken that are not true. And I'm not judging the thoughts or the intents of the heart of the people that speak certain things that have no biblical foundational strength to support that statement. Like, for instance, even in songs and even in statements made, people are quick to talk about if you have faith the size of a grain. That ain't nowhere in your Bible. I say there's nowhere in your Bible. The size is not the matter. The substance is. So today, let us kind of clear that size thing out because it's not written. And emphasis is not on the size of a thing. It's the substance of the seed. And what Jesus is teaching us is that He could have said an orange seed. But in this teaching, it's a mustard seed because it's very small and it grows into a very large tree. And it's not the size of it, it's the substance that's in the seed. In other words, a mustard seed does not have cantaloupe seed in it. A mustard seed does not have turnip in it. 
It is the seed and the substance. So a mustard seed is full of mustard. It, it has no admixture to it. And so what the Lord is telling us is that real faith, genuine faith in God has no admixture. And a lot of times if we're not careful, we start out believing, but then when the pain comes, we don't believe. After bills are not uh, readily paid when they are due, then we stop believing. No, all mustard seed is all mustard seed. And it's not on the size, it is on the substance of the seed. Because this seed, this mustard seed, is full of mustard. Therefore, it is not compromised with another element in it. And oftentimes when we talk about the compromising of a thing or putting another element into it to make it impure or to reduce the magnificent purpose of a thing by adding something else to it, it only diminishes it. And when a thing is diminished, it no longer has the strength that it once had. So when we dilute it, we pollute it. So the mustard seed is what Jesus is talking about. It is not the size, it is the substance. Okay? Now I want you to go in your Bible, if you will, to Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. It is not the size, it is the substance. And a mustard seed is full of mustard. Amen. And so Jesus is teaching us here, there's no substitute for faith. It's either faith or it's not faith. And if it's not faith, it's not faith. You can't prop it up on every lean inside. You can't make it be what it ain't. Faith comes by hearing, not having heard. It's the Holy Ghost's job to bring back to us what we heard. And it's the Holy Ghost's job to talk to us what we hear. So we are here to hear here because faith comes through no other avenue. There's no other avenue. You can't fast and get it. You don't have enough money to buy it because it's not for sale. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. It does not come by having heard. Now what happens with the having heard part is first of all, you had to hear it. And at a needed time, hello somebody, the Holy Ghost will bring back to your remembrance what you heard. And what you heard while you were hearing it is a noun word. It's called a rhema word. So it's, if, if it's real faith, is 100%. If you add to it, it's no longer all faith. All right, Matthew 13, 31. If you there, say, I have it. All right, Matthew 13 and 31. And I'm reading. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, 
It is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches of it. Birds in the branches. Now, just take this for your consideration. When we talk about this mustard seed and when it is sown in the field, the kingdom of heaven is just like that. The kingdom of heaven is here on earth through the teaching of the king's word in the earth realm. This tree that grew and became very large happened here on earth. Now, Africa, Europe, Asia, all of those basic countries over there have basically something in common, and that is they got a lot of birds. And what Jesus is talking about here that would be futuristic, you remember when the Lord said in his prayer in in John 17, Lord, make them one? Well, what happened here is in the first century, this tree was planted. The seed, the mustard seed, is to be planted. And when it was planted, a whole lot of denominations all of a sudden showed up. Roman Catholicism, Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, all of these are the birds. The mustard seed, mustard seed was the tree that became a tree out of a seed and it had no cantaloupes hanging on it. It was it was a tree and the branches had grown out on it. And the kingdom of heaven is like that because in this local area there are more than 2000 different so-called church buildings. Everybody got their own little take on what they think the scripture says. So in the first century, the, the, the organized religion grew very rapidly. And these birds represent these different denominations that came enlarged in the trees, in the branches of the trees. And that's what diluted the strength of Christianity because somebody said he didn't get up. Somebody said the day of miracles are over. They just started diluting scripture to the point that we are right now in the in the area of the church at Laodicea. That's the church that was not hot and it was not cold. It was lukewarm. So we are in the Laodicean period. When I was in a distant city last week preaching, somebody showed me a beautiful building that a certain individual and congregation had built. And I immediately said, I'm not impressed by that. I'm not impressed by that because that's hooked up. The money that put that building up didn't come from the folk that go there. It came from a national denomination. And at that hour, I praise God for Greenwood Acres. Because we don't have no national support unless it's God. And all we're doing, we're doing it out of our own pockets. But when you have these denominations and they're sending part of their money to a national organization, then when they get ready to do something, then they will come and build it. Then they got to pay that back. They go through all them different changes. 
I'm not knocking anybody, but there are a whole lot of birds in the branches. And it depends on where you go on Sunday or Wednesday. Whether you're getting the truth of the matter or whether you're getting what some man thinks. So, so these birds in the branches represent the rapid growth of Christendom. The rapid growth of denominationalism starting out. And that's where we are today. Okay. So in reading this, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come in large in the branches. Starting out early on, when we look at all of these so-called holidays, which came out of Roman Catholicism. Now, whether you want to talk about Easter or the egg or whether you want to talk about Christmas and the tree or whatever you want to talk about, it came out. And notice, is as a man took this seed and sowed it in his field. And that's the way the kingdom of heaven is like in days like these. That's why when the Lord allows someone to come into a teaching ministry that he set up. See, it's a lot of stuff set up. But when the Lord allows someone to come into something that he set up, they either going to get mad or glad because the word ain't going to bend. Mark chapter 4 and verse 30. So the mustard seed is the mustard seed. It's not on the size. It is on the substance. Which means that all mustard seed is all mustard seed. Mark chapter 4 verses 30 through 34. You'll find these words. And he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Now we're talking about the kingdom of God. We just looked at the kingdom of heaven, which is right here on this earth. Okay? Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Neither can he enter into the kingdom. So we are born again by the word of God, which liveth and abide forever by the acceptance of Jesus and his finished work at Calvary. How did Christ die for our sins according to the scriptures? And that he was buried according to the scriptures. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What scriptures? The book of Jonah. So when we, when we understand how the Lord has put this book together, it's like a pharmacist at Walmart. You just can't get homeboy riding by on a bicycle in front of the building and grab him and throw him in the pharmacy to give you your heart medicine. So the pharmacist that have been trained knows basically what is in the pharmacist and know how to read what a lot of us cannot read, the doctor's signature. <laughs> so he's back there delivering these prescriptions. Am I right about it? And that's what God does with his ministers. That's what God does with his teachers. That's why the average person that grabs this book have no understanding. It is designed to be given by those anointed by the Lord who gives understanding of these ancient scriptures. Now having said that, so now the kingdom of heaven is here on earth. Say that back to me. 
and is entered into by one's profession of faith in Christ. So that's the, that's the sphere in which we're living. I, that's, what, that's how our confession brings us our possession. But the confession must be in line with the word. Okay? So we got heaven on earth right here because we're born again. Now, the kingdom of God, if you look in this parable in Mark 4 and 30, you'll find these consecrated words. And Jesus said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? See, so now we're talking about the kingdom of God. And in Matthew 6 and 33, you don't have to go there. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. What things shall be added unto you? All the things that you need. For your heavenly father knows that you have what? Need of all these things. But my God shall supply what? All of your need. So the kingdom of God is God's rulership. Not only here on earth. But wherever there is time or space. Or the lack of time. Because in heaven there is no time. So seeking the kingdom of God is seeking God's ways of doing things and God's rulership in your life. What did the Lord say? Yeah, what what did the Lord say? So the kingdom of God is where God's rulership is, 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 is pronounced and put. And so he's the one who tells us how to live, how to give, and even how to die. Okay, so then in verse 30, Jesus said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what comparison shall we compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that are in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs. And shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. You got that? And with many such parables spoke he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. That's why sometimes this pastor cannot teach what is in his heart to teach. Because it would not be understood. Because some folk ain't growing. Some folk can shout, clap their hands, say amen, fall out and need five ushers. And didn't even understand what they falling all out about. Uh, they had nothing else to do with themselves so they fell out. But Jesus teaches only as those in the audience have the capacity to hear it. That's why if God sets a ministry up, nobody, not even from the pulpit, and that's why sometimes Sunday school teachers, you know, praise God for our Sunday school teachers, great teachers, sometimes they have to be brought in check because what are you talking about? Where did you get that from? Why are you trying to teach that up in here? It has no foundation to it. So our job as believers is to make sure we're not sitting up on the false teaching. 
So the Lord speaks in verse 33, and with many such parables spoke he the word unto them, spoke the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spoke he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. So then this mustard seed is a powerful seed. And that is why even if there are some among us that don't believe what the scripture says, remember now, our heart is like that soil that the seed was sown into. There was wayside, there was stony, and then there was among thorns, and then was only one ground that produced, and that was the good ground. Some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. So then what does that mean? The Lord said, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find the faith on the earth or the body of truth that was once delivered to the early church? What is that? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried according to the scriptures. And the third day he was raised from the dead according to the scriptures. Okay? Now watch this. But some 30. That means then that as we go further into time, there will be a diminishing return on the word. Hmm? Some people in days like these are just willing to go so far with God, then they throw their family up there as an idol. Half-hearted. And God is calling for total commitment. And if we do his stuff, he'll take care of ours. I know that to be true. The other week, at the house, we had to have a brand new furnace put in. In about three years, Mary and I didn't even know it, but it was dust on the furniture. Now, she's a good housekeeper. You can eat off the floor. It's going on where I live. But it was dust in the back of the house on the furniture back there. Well, make a long story short, I called the guy. The guy came. For three years, Mary and I have been breathing Carbon dioxide. Okay, now you go and explain that. And then the hot water heater in the attic was not vented out through the roof. So now we got CO2 gas. And we sleeping just fine. See, if you take care of the king's business, the king would take care of of your business. Even if you have a flat tire there, it won't be long. God going to have somebody pull over and help you. That's the way that things happen in the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? So we must have an understanding that God does not want a diminishing return on his word. Some 30. Now this was good ground. Some 30. Some 60. And some 100 fold. Because we live in a time right now, people don't care what God thinks or what he says. This is what we're going to do. Yes, yes. Amen. So in the last days, God is not getting a 100% return on his word. All right. Praise God. Now, we know how faith comes. How does it come? How does hearing come? Now, my question to you. Okay, I'm going to say that God deals faith to every man. But now my question is, does he really? Does God really deal faith to
to every man? Does he really? Let me ask you a question. Why you head on over to Romans 12 and 3. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in here have children? All right. We're going to say then that the neighbor next to your house told your children what to do. Do you think that's right? I'm not saying that our children are immune from hearing corrective measures from other people. I'm not saying that. But who do you really think should be the first to give the child corrective measures? Now, do you think that every child is willing to hear what their parent is saying? I know because we them people that didn't want to hear. <laughs> See, now we got children just like us. Okay, so don't be so hard on them. That's the way you used to be. Are you in Romans 12? So let's, let's kind of see right here because if every man has faith, then that means that every man is God's child. And you know that that's not true. Amen. Only children God has. Now, they're his by creation. Today's message, Mustard Seed Faith, FC2739, FC2739 is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. 
Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.